take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. Good, good. We are rolling. It's a smooth start. Can you hear me? We can. Oh, we're starting. Starting. Started. Yeah. Started? No. We have already yeah. started. I didn't need no countdown for a nice smooth intro. It's all good. We are uh, from the pit, talking about all things metal, some other shit sometimes in between. I'm Frank. I'm joined by Mike. Yep. And this week, uh, Sally, Phil, and Ron are with us, but luckily, we have Potsy with us. Hi, everybody. Potsy's so, back. Yeah, uh, one one more week. I skipped a week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I filled in for you two weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> What was I doing? Um, I think oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I you were now. drinking instead of being here talking about drinking. I was not, actually. Um, but, anyhow, how was your week? Pretty good. Um, I, I think I mentioned last week I bought the Employed to Serve album, so that got a lot of play. I mean, it was, I was listening to it about weekly before that, but I felt a little bit bad. Now I own it. Now I'm... Burning the CD through, proverbially. Yeah. Is it speaking of the buying albums? Is it weird that I'm super excited for? With my job right now, there's like a contract they're waiting to get signed. So during that process, they take out strike dues just in case it doesn't get signed. But then we get them all back, so it's like getting this big lump sum money, which I think I might exclusively use to buy a fuck ton of music. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping after the holidays to upgrade to actually buying physical copies and or vinyls. Mm-hmm. <coughs> right now, I mean, the digital only is fine um, for having a bag we get of the music, music at work. Right. You know, I mean, I was talking to uh, Tommy from Garland last night at the show, and um, I'll, I'll get into the show later, but that is also something from the week. Went to Saw Lifeless and Cruel Hand, mm-hmm. and it ruled. Again, I'll get into that later, but... um was talking to Tom at the show, and we were talking about, like, um, their new EP that's going to come out and their release platform choices. And uh, they're going with Spotify uh, Spotify and iTunes. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I think they're with Fast Break, I think is what he had said. Okay. So um, and we were just kind of, you know, picking his brain a little bit um, more more to see their perspective on their choices because, like, we're obviously on this show a huge fan of Bandcamp because you can yes. kind of choose your commitment level. Like you mm-hmm. can listen to stuff for free for a while until they want you to kind of kick some money at the, them. The uh, exact phrase is if you're listening something a lot, they said you've opened up your heart. Now open up your wallet. It's polite and true. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've used them as a source of entertainment for a certain amount of time. And now it's time to bone up or move on, but you can always move that's on fair. to another artist and mm-hmm. until your money kicks back up. I mean, that's kind of what I've been doing until I splurged on a few more albums. I mean, there's just so much out there that I want to pick up currently. It's actually like on the verge of stressing me out because there's so much stuff. Like I'm forgetting, like I wanted to get the defeater albums. Yeah. But that was like months ago and I just remembered about it. And it's hard. I know, man. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. 
I guess it's just weird because I got myself up to a point now where it's like now that I've gotten into a habit of like building a collection again. Yes. And I'm not just like kind of hitting up YouTube or other streaming services. Um, it's hard for me to go back to the streaming services because I want to continue buying what I'm using, I guess. <coughs> yeah. I prefer to buy merch from the bands that I like and steal their music. <laughs> fuck, fuck the record companies, support the band. The band gets the merch money, the record label gets the like 95% of the record sales. The band sees nothing. Yeah, no. I mean, uh in your uh like what is it? Uh in your AAA and your um we are the underground. What is the other thing? The the industry. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. No, like in the industry, like that's a, that's a good way of putting it for now. In pop music. Um, okay. I, I don't really blame that that mentality. Um, but we're often more often than not dealing with like either independent producers mm-hmm. or labels that really aren't really really looking to you know I mean like capitalize too. too. I mean I don't know. Uh, there's also like some of the stuff I pick up is just released on their own. <clears throat> yeah, like, like indie stuff. Uh, my favorite band got uh into a big thing with their record label. So I'll just say that it started with a V Victory. and there's a couple other bands. I don't know if you guys say that here. Yeah. Oh yeah, Victory. I think they're <laughs> currently in the middle of a lawsuit. Yeah. And uh, with, um with a pop punk band. I don't know. Some kind of punk. Victory runs like a pretty punk label. Um, or Ska, which is Streetlight. I, is I think it was like uh, Day to Remember maybe or something like that. Okay. Something something I know of but don't really. But I mean, that, exactly. Like Victory's still on the smaller side of record labels and they were just. They're medium. Chewing. Small, yeah. Medium, yeah. They're not a big label. They're not huge. They're not one of the big guys. No. <clears throat> so. But yeah, they were chewing on apparently a good number of their clients where they had like rights to everything. They had uh, profits from everything. Uh, I mean, we've, we've talked about this on the show a few times and we do our best to encourage newer bands to do their best to maintain the rights to their own you know, intellectual property. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. You need to be able to own your music at the end of the day. Your music, your merch and designs. All, I mean, hold on to everything you possibly can. Um, yeah. I mean, some guys just won't be able to do it that way and they'll have to take deals. And But, I mean, it's just always be guarded and always be ready to negotiate. Well, yeah, that's the problem with life in general. We've lost the ability to negotiate yet. Everything requires some level of negotiation. If you're putting out a quality product, you always find room to negotiate. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, do it on your own. Do it yourself. I mean, we're in the you know age of DIY again. Mm-hmm. It's totally possible and plausible. Yeah. But um, otherwise, other than that, hmm, not a whole hell of a lot going on. Um, we had our we had Thanksgiving, obviously. Yep. And uh, we had our friend Thanksgiving thing, which was low-key. Uh, and the show. Otherwise, 
you know, got some new stuff to talk about as far as music, and that's it for me, really. Um, how about you, Potts? My week was good. Yeah, Thanksgiving, obviously. Got I cooked the turkey. Nice. A full entombment of uh, bacon. Just wrap every single square inch <laughs> of the bird in bacon, and then let it render down for a couple hours. And once all the fat is on top, floating, I suck it up with one of those injector syringes, and inject the bacon fat throughout the bird. And uh, then let it go for another couple hours till it reaches temperature and all that fat, like, you know, gets all through the meat. So it stays juicy and fatty. I was say, and so chewy. you don't have dry turkey? No. No, I've, I've got turkey that literally the arms fell off. <laughs> like, while we were baking it, the arms just. I, I walked out into the oven because it was a big bird. It was like 23, 24 pounds. I heard a doom in the oven. I'm like, oh shit, what was that? Ran out, looked at it. The whole wing had fallen off. Can you do that motion one more time? He's doing that motion while talking about a big bird in the oven. I know. <laughs> I wish. All the way off, almost to my right shoulder. I mean, Jesus, I'd be <laughs> fucking... I'd be a unicorn. Or <laughs> but no, um, other than that, week was good. I did a... I'm starting like a side business. Um, so I, I got a lot of supplies in for that. And, uh, you know, if it weren't for winter, I'd be ready to get started, but <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your side operation? Uh, it's, I'm doing detailing on the side and, uh, I, you work with me, so yeah. <laughs> shameless plug. Yeah. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> so yeah, perfect polished detailing. If you're in the South Jersey area and you, you want to get your whip all, uh, detailed up, give us a call. I got, you know. Well, don't don't contact from the pit. Give them some sort of a contact. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so at on Facebook at uh, Perfect Polish Auto Detailing. Yeah, just look it up. I'm I'm the one in South Jersey. <laughs> There's one in I think uh, somewhere in Germany. Oh shit! <laughs> or Holland. Something oh like yeah, that. Perfect, perfect Polish. Polish. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. To <laughs> meet local single poles. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We're using the word Polish out of context. I'm still on the, the Germany thing with perfect Polish, and I'm like, oh no, that's bad memories. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> there are no perfect Polish. Oh my goodness. I see I see what I did now. <laughs> yeah. The error of my ways. <sighs> yes, but uh, I don't speak with that accent. I'm Irish. <laughs> so yeah. mine doesn't sound weird. Yeah, Perfect we all have that American accent. I don't know. It's it's a working title. It's a working business. You know, just getting everything rolling. But a working years, man, years and years of experience, and that's uh, I guess the most important part. I don't know how many times I've said that out loud now. Maybe once. Either way, cool. Check it out. But uh, did that, and um, I got to escape watching the Gilmore Girls like marathon tonight. So that was cool too. You guys have saved me two weeks now <laughs> from from Gilmore Girls from related absolute, things. From absolute audio doom and visual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm catching a middle finger from the back room. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. Everybody's got to like something. <laughs> I didn't say anything Sorry. particularly bad about it. 
I just I just said I'm glad that I didn't have to be a part of it. Oh. Tom, how was your week? Do we not? A- Tom doesn't set up yeah, microphone. We don't ask Tom's he things. He just shouts across the room yeah, sometimes. Plus, you can't. You know what you're doing right now? We're cutting into his sleep time right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have to talk to the producer sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie. When he's not snoring. Yeah. Yeah. Young Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Could we call him Young Jamie for the rest of the night and see if he just eventually starts responding he to might, it? In, no, re- in he, reference to the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> he might throw keys at us. I mean, you're the only one that's really in danger. Or maybe Mike, because the Christmas tree might be in your way. Mm. I'm not getting hit with keys, so I'll talk all the shit I want. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stir the pot from the safety of the wall. (coughs) Mikey, I'm sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Nice. Sorry, not sorry. Well, Frank. Yes? How about your week, bud? All right. Besides Thanksgiving, my week was pretty good. Um, so, as I've mentioned on episodes before, especially back in video, you know, I like my uh, harsh noise and cassettes. Yeah. So, I was actually able to, I was like, let me go on Craigslist, see if I can find a cassette deck for cheap. I did, for $15. So, I've got that hooked up in my room right now with some speakers that my roommate had i just gotta wait for the uh i've been waiting for him to come home so i can get the power cords up so hopefully next week i'll be able to tell how awesome blasting two 400 watt speakers of harsh noise is going to be in my room that's gonna be pretty loud yeah it is what what ohm rating are the speakers dude i don't know i don't remember either um they're they're powered speakers um okay never mind yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear you say powered speakers. Yeah, they're powered yeah. speakers. Okay. Yeah, and then they kind of handled themselves. We more or less uh, would run them into an EQ. Oh, uh, speakers. Yeah, they're PA speakers. Yeah, they're PA speakers. Yeah, I mean they have gotcha. no lows. Um, Frank doesn't care about quality, so <laughs> most of my tapes are like either like lo-fi black metal or harsh noise. There's not usually a whole lot of lows to begin with. <laughs> Well, <laughs> when you start getting vinyls and yeah, shit. All right, so can I? It's music related. Can I drag us into a side note for a minute here? Are we sticking yeah. to format? All right, so um, <clears throat> vinyl. Do you believe the hype? And I want to put my spin on it first. Um, apparently, it is the best sounding. It just is. Uh, it's the only reason that we went to CD is because of. It's easier. I mean, I if you could like find a way to put a flack um, in a m- more carryable format, then maybe. All right, but but look at this fight. Deli- t- uh, young, young fucking young Jamie. Jamie, do you know uh, if a flack? He responded to it first time. No, I'm happy not with this. whether it's a thing or not. The quality of flack versus like vinyl. I mean, oh, flack and vinyl are the same thing. I thought so. Vinyl is analog. Right. Every form of digital is compressed analog. 
Now, can we talk real terms with us? So this is the exact part I'm yeah, going to jump into. Yeah, but flax uncompressed. So flax is vinyl. It's just recorded vinyl Correct. to the to the, the most highest perfect. degree that and we can get. Now, right? We can't. We just can't no fit flax because flak it's format. massive. Well, we can now on Blu-rays, but who's going to buy a Blu-ray of music? A Blu-ray player, right? All right, so. People say vinyl sounds the best because now, and and we're keeping in mind the majority of the people we know that go balls deep in vinyl and love it, love it, love it. Well, when you say sounds the best, that's a measurable thing. I mean, isn't it the range of frequencies that a medium puts out? No, it's warmth, it's depth, and those are the words that all hipsters use because they don't actually know what they're talking about. So that's what I want to get into. So in a vinyl player, it's analog. Or so they say it's analog. So what happens is the needle rubs across the surface of the vinyl, gives you noise. Now, if you want to put your ear with a cone in your ear all the way down to that needle scratching the vinyl, and you want to listen to that and say that it's analog, have a party where everyone's very, very quiet, and you, and you put your ear right up to the vinyl being scratched by the needle. Once it passes the needle, it goes digital. I don't care what you say. It goes digital because it goes from a vibration to a needle that has a pickup. The pickup is digital. It runs electrically into the backside of the record player down to the stereo. From the stereo, it electronically goes out to speakers. It's digital at that point. I think All right, I on. think the differentiation between digital and non-digital is whether or not it has like a circuit board with memory on it. I think I'll just think of it this way. Uh, yeah, because analog still uses electricity. Yeah, it's Look just at, the, say, think of it not more the so, original ones. The an, original ones were run off a horn that was like, I think after all you straighten all the coil out, it's like three feet long horn that amplifies the sound naturally. That's what originally a record player was. And that, totally analog. 100% analog. It, you cranked it up. It spun around. And it played through a giant horn, and it would fill a room with music. Like, if you were to do an old horn player in this size room, it would be too loud. The neighbors would, would be angry. Yeah, but the, the old Tom. analog systems. Yes, come come in and come get Join a microphone. Get too much is being said so far away. The, Hold up. Sorry, just, yeah. So the analog sound technologies that use speakers and everything are still considered analog because it is taking the needle is taking a is creating a voltage signal that is being sent to a speaker where it is instead of vibrating a horn it's now vibrating a tube and that tube then vibrates a horn on top of that and that is your speaker it is so but there's compression there's <laughs> loss of voltage across wires no no, it, no, no that, that, did, that, that didn't happen until circuit boards were introduced like he was saying to create uh, a more digital signal. Not true. Even that's a why, tube. That's, no, that's An why you have old tube. Amp. That's why you have DACs. It's a digital to analog converter. It's strictly just a signal converter to help clean your your audio. But it's running across either gold circuitry or copper wires at that point in a digital format. You can't deny that as it's passing through that copper wire, which doesn't conduct sound that conducts electricity it's not, it's not using digital technology though it's using analog technology 
That's that's yeah, the difference. But it's not true analog, is my point. No, it is analog. At, voltage is is a unit of is a unit you can use an analog. Here, Potts, I think where you're digital getting hung up is it's not natural. You can say that it's not it's not true natural natural vibration product, but it is an analog technology. But have you ever listened to something off of an old? Uh, like well, I mean, if you're if you're trying to make the point rotary. that um, the original inception of a record player is what the hipsters should aspire to. No, don't get me wrong. I say it's what everyone should because it sounds fucking amazing. Like it sounds like there's someone standing next to you singing. It's I, really weird. I think all. So I, then you're just bo- bothered by the term analog. No, no, yeah, no. Analog, I, yeah, analog digital. That pisses me off. Because digital to <coughs> me means it has been digitized. If you are turning it into a signal, which is carried electronically, which whether, uh, like I said, whether or not you want to argue with me, going through a copper wire that emits electricity, not sound, you are digitizing it. And it's coming out through a speaker that may not be wound perfectly. So you're going to experience loss there. The old one was run off a diaphragm and a horn. I get what you're saying. And if your diaphragm was Yeah, no, I get what you're saying too, but I still don't think that... You're... So so if an original record player is at the top of the audiophile scale, a regular record player is still going to be under it. I mean, at this point... It's not. They, They would scoff at that and say it's fucking weird. To have an old horn one that's not at the top of the audiophile world, but they'll so, cost you around six to eight hundred. So you're bringing this particular crusade against hip, hipster mentality. I'm just trying to narrow, narrow the consumerism. So that that's the thing. It's like, well, the record where it the records that are being produced aren't the aren't. I mean, if we're gonna make a villain here, I guess it wouldn't be the record producers, but the hipsters buying the record players. Or, or they themselves being an elitist about the sound quality? I was say, you can hate them, but I wouldn't hate them for helping uh, rejuvenate the, uh, the vinyl market. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind, of, vinyl a, market. I'm still, kind of a retrophile. I, I do like that, but here's the other problem. So let's just get real, real short with it. I'm going to end it with this. The records are now also not recorded. Back in the, back, back in the day, they were recorded off of audio vibrations. So the record was taking in the sound uh, through minimal electronics. It was still, at the time, electronics. Absolute minimal. And, uh, you know, that etched the record. Now it's completely a digitization and then put onto the vinyl blank. Yeah, because digital has come to a point where... Where it's taken over everything. Technology has come to a point where technology has come to a point where we're not confined to compression anymore because we don't we don't have storage we restrictions don't have capacity, uh, issues anymore. We can we can now fit twelve to eighteen to how many tracks of flack that we want on a tiny SD card. Well, I would also argue since we're having the discussion, we're this far into it that the instruments used to detect the sound to etch the records in whatever 1918 well, I'm not even going to pretend to know um, it was uh, 1870s the, I'm going to I'm going to bold faced 
and without any research, assume the instrumentation used back then isn't as sensitive as the audio recording equipment used today. So if all they're doing is taking that and then moving it to a flack and then recording that to a vinyl, arguably we're still getting better vinyls than we were. Mm-hmm. Apparently the vinyl today is better than... I'll look into that and maybe the next oh, yeah. time... It's just it's just technological assumption. I mean, I'm assuming we got better at doing certain things. And now, while natural reproduction of sound and acoustics uh, always tend to favor natural deployment or like wood or brass or something that you know what I mean, as close to the natural source to as what was used to produce it, tends to replicate a better sound. So I can totally believe that. Maybe everybody needs to take a closer look at the record players they're buying. True, but I mean, I, I believe I heard it that the original record player was done with a <clears throat> the same way a reed for a woodwind instrument's done, like an ultra thin piece of wood for the diaphragm, and then from there they went to paper up to plastic up to polymers. So, you know, back in the day, obviously the wood would not have sounded fucking amazing on the record player that was recorded well i don't know how far our, our wood technology with reeds went but i mean i would i would be willing to argue that wood reeds are still the best wood reeds are still the best because i would i would have been willing to argue that maybe we would have found a a superior alternative at this point we probably could find a superior if there was more interest in Damn, you tongue-tied me. It's been a long time since I've been tongue-tied on microphone. Um, but, uh, no, if you wanted a plastic one, I'm sure you could, but you would have to design a new mouthpiece. They spent hundreds of years and designed a mouthpiece for wood. I'm just saying, like, who knows? Maybe ceramic's the way we want to go. We don't... Like, I agree with what Frank or Tom said, and revitalizing this industry is great. So... If you don't, you don't put money into them. vinyl, it's great. <coughs> it sounds good, even if you're not into the whole thing. It's like in five years, you're gonna hear tiny little pops and clicks and shit, and it's all that means is you've loved and listened to that album for years and years. It's a good, warm feeling. Mm-hmm. So, sorry to go on such a wild, long tangent. No, it's an interesting point. I mean, yes. I wouldn't have even thought about it. I mean, I did. I've always been a little bit. Um, wonderstruck when it came to records in the first place like the coils in um pickups on guitars or record players or uh computers (laughs) all always blew my mind when it went from the circuitry to the actual products that you would see whether it's the distortion coming out of a guitar um the music coming out of a record player or uh, the games on a computer, like how it goes from one to you know A to B. Two um, of those boggle my mind. I, I saw a really good visual depiction of how a record player works I mean, one time, but other than that, the other two are just. I've duh. seen visual representations, but as far as like telling me that etching circles into a circle is going to make a the depth of sound that you can get from it, that that that's where I have a hard time really understanding what's happening. All right, well, but. so that's why I'm saying that maybe I'll change my mind from earlier and not in this conversation. Um, maybe back in the day it was more sensitive. So you're taking the vibration from the voice, guitar, drums, all of that. You're taking that sonic information and 
putting it into a speaker, essentially, like old, old school terms. You're putting that vibration into a speaker that sends out a, uh, I'm assuming at the time it would be unpowered. It would just be from there to the next step, um, just the resonation. Why would, would send... it be unpowered if we, oh, I guess you had wound up record players. Well, not only that, no. Um, so I'm saying from the voice to the speaker that starts to vibrate, the speaker then sends a magnetic uh, pulse, which would turn into voltage through the wire to the recording device, whatever that was. Um, and then it would be amplified and turned into a mechanical motion that would carve the disc that was spinning. Yeah, I know, but that still, to me, doesn't... That that, that explains nothing. Like, the, I get the, it, but... The vocal vibration. So when you look very closely, the further you zoom in on this recording that he's making on the computer, you see our vocal yeah, yeah, lines yeah. No, and I patterns. Got, I got that. They're literally putting those mountains and valleys into a piece of vinyl. And as a needle runs over that, it's picking up those vibrations and lines. And the more exact you can get your needle, the more it jumps and goes correctly and gives you the truest nature of what was said and the drum that was snapped and the guitar that was strum. Right. Right. Um, so that's the only one of those three that I understand. Understanding it, understanding the concept and really understanding how a needle, whatever material it's made out of actually like interacts with vinyl in such a way is, is still, I mean, I still have a hard time with it. And even if I saw another video or another explanation, it just seems strange to me. It's still cool. It's real yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, kind of has wanna, that magic mystique to it. I get you. I don't definitely don't want to belabor this too much. Um, Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm going to have to really consider that when I eventually do start buying vinyls. All right. So getting the cassette deck and all that is awesome this week other awesome bit which involves drinking um so me and my friends do our shotgun saturdays because of the dumb thanksgiving week mm-hmm. i didn't have off my normal day i wound up having off on saturday so we decided to do a all-day shotgun affair and we only actually got two shotguns in which was Terrapin's Moohoo Chocolate Milk Stout. Good one. Yeah. That I, good. I started us off. Tastes like Yoohoo. Yeah. And then uh, we did the Iron Maiden beer that was in the 17-ounce cans. Which one? The Trooper. Okay. Um, I saw another one at the local liquor store. They have two. Yeah, it's, it's okay. That I know of. But it was 17 ounces, so <laughs> after we just ate a fuck ton of pizza. Also, after, while drinking, uh, we decided to fix my friend's fence post. And, you know, we were drunk for that. Which, <laughs> for me, felt really good, because I always felt that part of being an adult male. I remember seeing, like, neighbors or my dad. If something was getting built in the neighborhood, the guys like on the block would get together, drink beer, using tools, and do it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man, I'm going to be an adult now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like those feelings. Um, I don't. I know I do, I guess. No, it was fun them. because once we, we got the post in, 
got the concrete in uh, or the cement, which we messed up on that a little bit, but we made it work. Um, it's then we realized we forgot to measure where <laughs> we were supposed to set it. And when we put up the two fence sides, it was off by a bit for the one. Uh, by a bit. <laughs> a few inches. It wasn't reaching the post. That's the point. Like, one, like you had to take down two fence panels um, <coughs> to access all this. And the one lined up, but the other one, it was still touching the other uh, fence side. Choice. But, but it wasn't. It wasn't touching the post. So what we wound up doing was just there's those bars that run along the side. I don't know what they're called. Um, the one by six panels. Uh, the ones that are running horizontal. Were there two? Yes. All right. They're usually one by six pine or yeah. some kind of light wood. <laughs> so where they were connecting, we just screwed diagonally. So <laughs> go from the edge of it over to the <coughs> uprights to that way. Cause like literally like, so here <laughs> people can't see this, but here's post. All right. Upright. So here's the end of the one side. Here's right. the end of the other side. Okay. So it, it was just about touching it. No, it was touching this side. It just was not touching the post. Gotcha. Only the, the one panel was. So we had to, <laughs> screwing that way it's like there we're good <laughs> we made decisions because this is after we realize it's done measure after. once cut once fuck you yeah <laughs> fuck you don't measure at all let the cement set put the dirt back on it and then find out you made the mistake <laughs> which you're not digging that hole again you're not redo no we were too drunk to go back to get more concrete like <laughs> you cut a longer board what? <laughs> no, I don't think you're on. Use the one that worked on the next section, or the one that didn't work on the no, next no, section that would to, work. We had to replace a fence post. Oh, only one. Oh. Yeah. Hey, oh, fuck that. Just put the screws in and bridge at the gap. That's what we did. <laughs> on his fence that's rotting, and was starting to split when we were doing that. <laughs> his fence is fucked. Uh. All right, let's get back to metal. The metal, yes. Me yeah, please. Sorry. <laughs> well, to be fair, that wasn't actually that long. It's just that the, where you had the whole vinyl discussion. I know, I know. I feel bad for everybody. After. <laughs> no, the vinyl thing is relevant. That, 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 it can, in, in some ways, ways relate to metal in the fact that metal music is music. Overall, yeah. I mean, <laughs> audiophiles exist everywhere. But um, Yeah, there's so, plenty of audiophiles in your computer. Oh, <laughs> nice i like that oh man you missed an epic fucking pun pun job yesterday yeah oh. audio files are better than metaphiles <laughs> yeah oh. no. it's not worth talking about right. here i'll tell you about it later um but uh so in um the, in place of uh brutal brews today i guess we will just kind of talk about some of the brews we've enjoyed over the last week all right um i posted the one up that i enjoyed on thanksgiving um, I should have brought alcohol with me to Thanksgiving. I did not because I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's a brutal well, mistake. I was going to the soon-to-be-in-laws or however you would word that, and I totally can't even... No, I'm I'm with you. That's why I should have brought booze with me. I got a um, Southern Tier. Uh, oh, the X the Christmas one? Double Xmas, yeah. Oh, it's... It had... Um, I don't know how did I describe this? Triple X. 
That's double. I got, yeah, 2x miss. Brewed in the Swedish tradition of glog. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> it's pretty good. It had uh, figs, orange, and spice. It was um, definitely somebody's type of beer. Not um, for you? No, no. <laughs> Not my thing. Not bad, but um, just a little bit too much in the in the same way that I don't really enjoy what I'm drinking right now. Mm-hmm. And like certain porters and certain IPAs, it's just like certain beers. Yeah. Just yeah. uh, it, it's not. It's like the you could taste the fig, you could taste the Christmas spice, mm-hmm. and that was all fine. But it was just a little too light. Like I if gotcha. it was motor oil with that flavor profile, I probably would have been okay. So. I'm just further learning that I am a uh, very dark beer fan. Stout and angry porter. Yeah, midnight. exclusively. Mid- they're they're the goodens <laughs> and barley wine ales. Well, the one that barley I'm drinking, wine ales are pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the one that I've been drinking this week has been very good to me. Um, Jacques Lantin, <laughs> I guess on a jack o' lantern, but it's French and it's who's this from? Uh, let's see. Brewed and bottled by Evolution Craft Brewing Company oh, shit. in Maryland, Salisbury. Um, no, it's good. It's I would explain it as almost the porter of pumpkin beers. It's somewhere between a porter and a Is that what you had me Belgian? drinking on the other day? Oh, that's yeah. the that's the Belgian pumpkin. It's somewhere between a porter's bottom side with the like more earthy tones and the like the more bitterness notes and a belgian white where you've got like this it starts sweet and crisp um it has see, a bit of an alcoholic note stouts are sweet. i had the same feeling about that as i did the last few where i feel like they're a bit more drinkable and i don't want drinkable in a beer i want sippable <laughs> like I'm not trying to have a lot, so I want a lot of flavor all packed into a sip. So you want an old Rasputin? I've got or... one in the fridge. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> but yeah, speaking no, of bastard, I mean... double bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, hot bombs I find better than these sort of mid-range flavor profiles. Really? Because you're not a hop guy; you're a malt guy. I am more typically a malt guy, but when it comes to something like arrogant bastard or Arrogant Bastard's double malted. Oh. Well, it's to be fair, it's malty and it's hoppy. It's yeah. it is. It's got a fair amount of hops. The same way that um even uh Dogfish Heads Raison d'Entre has a enough hops in it that you can taste them, but mm-hmm. you know, it's still a hoppy beer. Yeah. And they got rid of Raison because it's way, way, way too malty. Yeah, I mean the last I mean I used to be a big fan of Blue Moon and the last few I've had I just they're almost like too tame. Well, I know. No, it's, it's a, a tame beer. You, you drink and go. I remember when I was sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when I was like twenty years old, and I'd drink like two schooners of this, waiting for that person I was dating at the time to. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about that anymore. But um, <laughs> <laughs> boom. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, it's again getting back to the thing. Drinkable. Like I don't. 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 It, I know it's like the dumbest thing to say. No, we're... no, it's not. Because like <clears throat> citradelic. Speaking of drinkable, that was the other drink I had this week, and it's fucking amazing. I like it's drinkable. drinkable shit. Um, if I'm outside in the summer, 
Or That's partying right. with family. When you don't want to talk, you just want to keep drinking and looking and nodding. You want to be able to put six of them back. I don't know. No, see, that's what I do. Drive home. That's what you do then with a barley wine ale to make sure the job's getting done. (laughs) That's when you have three and a half of them and you wake up the next day. (laughs) Barley wines like to push 12%. And I've never finished a six pack of 12%. I used to drink a bottle of whiskey or a bottle of tequila and drive home. So, fucking. You get those nasty 12% beers, they'll push you over the edge. <laughs> Speaking of uh, barley wine ales, so in addition to the beers that I drank for uh, my shotgun Saturday, uh, which also in between shotguns, obviously we were drinking <coughs> singles of the beers. <laughs> Casual and, singles. And we were also drinking a lot of, my buddy has a kegerator with Sam Adams winter lager. So I'm yeah. pounding the... We drank ourselves sober. It's always good. Um, it's that I went when I was at the liquor store to pick up my uh, beer for the shotgun, which going to the liquor store, like, oh, I'm only going to spend like $10 today. You know, that's it. They had Firestone Walker's Helderado, and I'm like, oh, oh, well, I remember last time I only picked up one, and that was the only one I got, so I should pick up two and then you're paying and it's like fifty dollars you're like son of a bitch damn but so i go for samuel smith's they're a lot cheaper and they're really good (laughs) dude no this is next level good yeah it's it's a blonde barley wine ale it's almost like flavors of like honey and caramel with like bread and like biscuit notes it's it's amazing okay like uh, which I had, I bought one to have that night. I got one sitting in the aging pile. <laughs> well, a blonde barley wine, what, you're going to age it, what, nine months? Probably. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go much over that. Even Dogfish Heads 120 when it was sitting at 21%, I let that sit. At two years That's old, I let year, it though. sit for three years. It's not. It is so hoppy, it becomes sweet. Like it you, is so insanely hoppy. I've had Mean Manalishi's Hopping Frog, which is at 126 IBUs, and that tasted sweet. 120 minute is continuously hopped for uh, two hours mm-hmm. on how many occasions? So I, that thing is so hoppy that it is sweet, and it takes on liquor profiles so well because of how sweet that fucking beer becomes. It's retarded. $9 a beer for 12 ounces, and one of them will get you drunk. I drank a Worldwide Stout and a 120-minute IPA in one night, and I don't remember anything after halfway through the Worldwide Stout. Nice. I, I had the 121st. The Worldwide Stout. Who makes that? Dogfish Head. Same Does thing. that come in like an oddly shaped large no. bottle? No. You're nope. thinking. You're thinking one of, of the... One of those uh, caps, Mike. That cap. You're thinking of 13th Hour Stout by Samuel Adams. Okay, because I th- you brought one of them over to Stonington. Yep, and it was so good. Yeah. If you'd like to try this, this is the Belmont Steaks. Can you uh, pour a shot's worth out for our homies? Because uh, Simon Belmont carried around steaks to kill vampires, and that just reminded me of stuff. Not relevant to the to the podcast. Um, but um. Uh, sorry. Uh, where was I going at? Oh, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, 
I feel like hoppy beers don't do well with the aging as much as a malty beer does. Malty beers definitely hold it better, like the barley wines. Uh, barley wines are the ultimate at aging because yeah. you can age a barley wine for eight, ten years and still have a drinkable product. As at long the end. as it doesn't have uh, coffee in it, if it has coffee, apparently, like the max you want to do is like two years because Why? it's better. It loses the coffee. I've heard. Really? I've yeah. heard that, but I've also heard that the coffee goes away after two years for about two years and then comes back angry. Hmm. Uh, and, but, but like it comes and goes it comes and goes so like you buy a 12 pack of them and try them every six months after you age yeah. for a certain time and you find them and once they're good on you yeah. drink all Weird. of them then i might even like with my agent i might only go as far as six months God. because i'm we have to go to metal after this uh <laughs> um <laughs> this happened last time potsy was here uh, I am the master of distraction. Oh, no, it's okay. I was actually just thinking um, how maybe we will do the R weeks and, the, well, the Brutal Booze will always stay in the middle. That just makes sense. Yeah. But I think we should maybe flip Yeah, I get what you're saying. The, the thing. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, as I was saying, we're talking about, it, oh, I might only do like six months because I'm not doing it at a colder temperature. I'm doing it with... I have them in my room, which stays a it stays a constant temperature. Mm. I just have them wrapped up in blankets, so no light gets to them because I don't have a aging cellar or an aging. Uh, I just have a liquor cabinet. Yeah, like <laughs> well, apparently in warmer temperature it ages faster. So. Gotcha. Yeah, Kentucky breakfast stout. One year, two months. Mm-hmm. Fucking oh, uh, amazing. Founders breakfast out. Yeah. Well, it was the Kentucky breakfast yeah. out. So oh, it's, oh, it's, it's got the aged Founders breakfast out aged in bourbon. For, oh, I think with around. them, it's aged nine months. And then I aged it another year and a half on the, or year and a quarter on the bottle. One, uh, it's fantastic. One it's of the, the best out I've ever had. One of the beers I have aging right now is the Stone Oatmeal, which is. Oh, that's a good one. They took their bitter chocolate oatmeal stout and then aged it in bourbon barrels. They did that one last year, right? Because I think that's I when think I picked so. it up. See, I want to have the bitter chocolate um, before tasting the one in bourbon because I think I remember you having that. And We paired it with uh, Black Sabbath because... Um, yeah, I don't think I liked that as much as I wanted to. I don't think you did. Um, I remember the reason we paired it with Black Sabbath is because the reason the bitter chocolate oatmeal stout it was for their anniversary out that year... And there was, like, a hop shortage. So they're like, we're stone. Like, we do hoppy beers. We do bitter. Like, <laughs> this is what we do. So they're like... West Coast IPAs do, are the do angriest. Hops only grow in a certain area? or They only grow in a certain temperament the same way uh, most fruit grows. So it's like you see a band like weed? of where it, was, where it will grow. Sort of, yeah. Um, and like any plant. It doesn't grow in spots. It grows in temperament bands. So the same way that like Southern California matches my, Georgia and South Carolina. My end question is, why don't any of these breweries have like little uh, hop, hydroponic hop system like they do. Okay. Dogfish Head actually grows hops outside on vines at their uh, brew pub. <clears throat> so you're eating underneath of hops. It's f- it was a delightful little nice 
something something. So pairing to replace well, something something's another good one. You should try that. It's a brown ale. Is it, your aisle, is it heavy? Because that's what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would drink about four of them and be done. So in order to you know replace that bitterness, they're like, why don't we do an oatmeal stout and use bitter chocolate? That way to kind of the hops won't be missed as much. Okay. And you know, not working. The reason we pair, I remember we paired it with Black Sabbath. Least my idea was what happened with a. Uh, Tony Iommi cut his finger then he plays in drop D and then to help compensate for that and we get awesomeness <laughs> do you drop it down just a little bit hmm? just just a little bit just a little bit just tip slap in the bass just for a second whoa that's animal cruelty <laughs> Indeed. So, um, what's everybody been listening to this week? All right. So, this week originally, I really wasn't, I was pretty much just listening to, uh, a lot of Full of Hell and stuff like that. This morning, uh, wake up for work, you know, grab my phone, take a look. I was like, oh. It's a Bandcamp email. And I was like, someone bought new music? That usually is the... No. Um, Deathblow, a band I talked about before, uh, released some singles. Um, Two singles and a Motorhead cover. (laughs) And they're fucking awesome. They're good. I like them. Very much. Uh, What I'm really liking with so the two new songs that they released, the even down to like the tone, it's bits of it reminds me of like '90s Slayer, which I really liked. Um, and it's not like a direct copy or anything like that. It just little nuances. I'm like, ooh, like cool. fucking some good heavy thrash so did you talk about the uh oh yeah we you like ordered it on episode last week right what the, uh full of hell split oh yeah with nails yeah oh my god yeah is yeah it that good? was that that was instantaneous is it a collab or a split it's a split mm. one nail song i believe and two uh full of hell did, uh where did you get the nails album is it on Bandcamp? the nail what the the split no you you will never be one of us I don't have. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get that myself. Yeah. I need more of their stuff. Oh, um, man. Like, there's too much music that we need right now. I know. I know. I could belt off like 20 right off the top of my head right now that I'm like itching for. Tell you, it, it stinks that the actual physical copy of the Full of Hell and Nails thing is not going to get shipped till like December because it was like a pre order. Oh, uh, true. There, okay. Still got the digital. Yeah, you could still listen to it. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, the new stuff isn't even considering the old stuff that I still want to go back and get again. Also, uh, the new, uh, we called singles like album from Deathflow is called Demolition Deployment. I saw that. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so thrash. Yeah, the the tracks are Demolition Deployment. Implements of Destruction, and the Motorhead cover is Mean Machine. Nice. 
Oh. What, what about you? Hmm? Hmm? Well, this week, like I said uh, earlier, I've been listening to a lot of Employed to Serve. Um, I went to that show with Phil last night. Yes. Yeah. It it was it was pretty awesome. Um, the every, it was like well received. I mean, everybody was happy and like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it started off with a new harmony, uh, female fronted, um, power violence. Okay, a little bit of hardcore in there. Um, it was cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like that must have been, maybe one of, let me like. Maybe they're early into their uh, getting out and playing shows. I mean, I'm not sure at all. What is their name? Uh, the New Harmony. Let me right. uh, let me make absolute positive before. Are they from New Jersey? Boo-boo. The New Harmony. No, nah, I would uh, dump that in the band camp and see where they're from for sure. I'm going to go with, yeah, I think they're from... Okay, because maybe it was near death that was coming from far away. So, after they were done, yes, uh, Descent came on, and the pit got real. <laughs> got real for a little bit. Um... I saw a kid uh, I was standing with uh, the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, dude kind of like sidesteps right in front of me and holds his phone up. So not only is he already taller than me, but he's now blocking not me and the short girls behind me. It's so like, you hate right. tall people that get to the front. No, I mean, it's like he like we were in the girl. It, this was like a, the like a pit to not really fuck around with. So I would was standing back with the girls kind of far back so you know if you wanted to get up and then in the front have at it but like you're in the back maybe let's let's be conducive here anyway um that was that was for descent so then um then there was a bit of a pause a bit of a, a, a technical difficulties <laughs> an hour break Mm-hmm. If it were um, near hour? death, yeah, it was rough, dude. Like, um, I was like, "Oh shit!" Watch one of those bands, like, <laughs> probably isn't here yet. And then I heard somebody walk by, and they're like, "Oh, I heard one of the bands isn't here yet." And I'm like, "Well, called it." Yeah. So, um, I mean, they were coming from far away. It took them three hours to get through New York, is what they had said, and um, I guess the the payoff was was there so they got on and <laughs> it was real cool like pantera e thrashy like blackened hardcore okay so the first couple songs i mean they only got to play like a three four song set because they were like ultra late um you know honestly with a joe show like is they're lucky to have played I'm glad yeah. they got to play though because um, their last song they just went hard and you know the guitar player really showed his strengths and we got some like sweet like tapping solo-y shit going on throughout this thrashy hardcore type stuff. 
and the kids seemed to have like a you know a lot of passion so they were young dudes you know maybe they'll learn next time to get to their gigs before they're supposed to be on <laughs> like account for an extra hour or two of traffic maybe mm-hmm. you know i mean maybe they had shit going on but so after them we had varials and Although Phil was much not the fan, I was not put off by them because Phil, I guess, I'm not going to speak for him. I'm going to theorize. He grew up on more of a, you know, classic hardcore, classic punk sort of lifestyle. And I was definitely more of a metalcore type of style. Mm-hmm. These guys were definitely more of like a slammy, metalcore type of, um, you know, like, I don't want to say hate breed because that's completely wrong. I got you. But like if Hatebreed and Atreyu sort of had a baby. Okay. So it was... Talking about worst bands ever? No, no, they weren't the worst band ever. They they were just a little <coughs> bit too much of something. And I saw where he was coming from. Like, I, I totally picked up on that. It just didn't kill it for me. I got you. So they also had a very energetic pit. But it was like a very friendly pit. Because that was like a uh, majority females out dancing. Mm-hmm. And dancing hard, so it was cool. No, I mean, like nobody got hurt the whole night, so it was like a real good energy for a hardcore show. Um, and then Lifeless came on, <laughs> <laughs> and they're fucking heavy, yeah. heaviest band of the night, maybe, maybe. You know, Descent was real heavy, and Varials was real heavy, but like Lifeless had that like hometown advantage type shit. Yeah. So, um, I positioned myself as close up as I could, as safely as I could, <laughs> for the big ass dudes flying around that thing, and uh, yeah, I made out well. They played like their whole "No Love for the World" EP, I think, and it was good. And then Cool Hand. Um, unfortunately, awesome. Cool Hand is awesome, and unfortunately, it seems like a lot of people might have bailed. After Lifeless, but... Oh, wow. Or they just didn't hear them come on because I saw a bunch of people go out for a smoke and, like, Cruel Hand got on pretty quick. And so, regardless, there was still enough people, like, they were still dancing and fun being had, you know. I mean, they have, like, a lot more... You've heard them. Yes. Like, it's, like, rock and roll. Yeah. And hardcore. So, um... It was a lot of fun. The show was a lot of fun. You know, everybody seemed happy. Um, yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of familiar faces. Um, lead singer from Descent. I mean, The Departed was there. Cool, cool. Yeah. Hey, he's, he's always popping around, so. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was the show. And, uh. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I was talking to Tommy. He's got some shows coming up. I uh, forget where I put that flyer for some local stuff coming around, but it just always is shows. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like we always encourage people to get out and just quick Google searches. um, You'll find yourself some Philly hardcore, you know, or like you said, I mean, (laughs) dig real, real deep and you'll you'll probably find some harsh noise shows. Uh, I'm still searching. You'll get Um, there. You'll find some shit. I'm probably going to have to travel far. Yeah, but, I mean... It'll be worth it. 
that and you're looking for a very eclectic very specific specific it's a shame if i like there was a few years ago apparently like a whole uh convention uh like a, a gathering stumbled into philly and apparently it was like this dude sets up like all these like crazy rules too for like the artist like hey you don't get more than a 20 minute set because his thing is no one wants to watch someone play with electrical toys for 20 minutes <coughs> longer than 20 minutes You've um, never been to Tijuana. <laughs> uh, and then, like, apparently, like, sorry, like Couldn't one year, it. like, apparently, people, like, a lot of people show up with laptops. So, like, next year, he's like, no laptops. Like, so they just try to bring out the the most of that scene, as far as creativity. Right. That's local. You said no. That it, like, I think travels around. Um throughout the, oh, the years and it one year made it to Philly. I mean, if it starts catching on soon enough, it'll be in Philly. I mean, I'm also probably, I need to, we do live, find out better places to find this out. Like, yeah. Um, you know, I hate to say it, brah. I, I know, I know. I've already been thinking about it. Just make a fucking Facebook. God damn it. <laughs> It'd be so much easier for you to help us. Like, stuff with things (laughs) but um you'll probably be able to like interface with these uh noise act or harsh noise acts Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and see maybe there's groups that actually like alert you of shows and stuff it's an option but um because yeah trying to even just trying to find like in philadelphia I, i would be hard pressed to believe that there wasn't something happening somewhere that's the thing. Um, now, the problem mm-hmm. is sometimes some of these events are held at... Um, there are certain like styles of shows that are held sometimes in like basements and shit like that, which are sometimes hard to get to via searching on the internet because this is where someone lives. So they're <laughs> not exactly, you know, posting flyers for that. Like... Yeah, and again, though, if you can get into one of these groups and then yes. get, like, an invite to one of these shows, then you're on the list, brother. I know. That's what I'm going to be trying to do this week. <laughs> Getting on the list? Yeah. <laughs> Is my name on the list? No, but seriously, like, um, I'm not really one for, like, selling personal information to corporations, but Facebook's very useful. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's how I'm running my shit for now. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I've had mine for so long now. It's almost painful to think about. Oh. Social interaction that demands electronics. I mean, Ugh. I kind of went from MySpace to Facebook, so. Back in the day when high schoolers weren't allowed on Facebook. You guys remember that shit? I was, yeah, I mean, I got on pretty much and made mine right after they transitioned from only college students. So I, I guess no I've had a Facebook as that. long as there's been a, I'm not really trying to be proud of that. So I'm going to stop talking. I, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've only had one for five years. So, I, I mean, as a 29 year old, I think I can say that proudly. I technically <sighs> made one years ago. Never set it up though. 
Because, like, a girl was talking to like, oh, make Facebook. It's, like, kind of easier to keep I was like, yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which my one friend probably has, like, a friend request pending. I'll put you through a quick training camp on how to not hate Facebook. And that's... Here, don't don't read use, most people's stuff. <laughs> to use Facebook blocker by deleting all the people that say stupid shit on a regular basis. Just like yeah, just don't don't get their feed. That's all. <laughs> See, I'm not even necessarily Bullshit, worried. Delete them. I'm not even necessarily <laughs> worried about the the scene dumb shit. It's the like someone that you know like post someone. There's that slight like obligation where it's like, I gotta acknowledge it. God damn it. I don't want to have to do this. You don't have to. You can just, I haven't been online in a while. And then they're like, But they'll see. Last logged in. It's like, Well, I was, shut up. Not your business. Like, I'm going to have to explain to people, like, you know why I'm on here? To try to find harsh noise shows. Shut up. Yeah, I was going to say, most normal people don't really care about that, Frank. Yeah. Like, I've never checked when somebody's last logged in. I feel like that's more of a. Uh... A, a woman thing. I like that word. Okay, I don't use it in a hateful way. Like, I think it's just generally not important anymore because people who are on Facebook check that shit every fifteen minutes anyway. So you don't have to wonder when they were last on. You can just do something, and twenty minutes later, just know that they saw it and didn't react to it, and you can be butthurt whether or not you need to be. Um. Do uh, does anybody have any new music to bring to the table? Um, shit. <laughs> Did I mention too many zoos? Ron uh, talked about it last week, actually. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say when I was here two weeks ago. Did I bring him up? I don't think so. I but he will, talked it, about the collab. With it's new music, so if someone's just listening to this episode and missed the last one, go check out "Too Many Zoos." T O O. Z O O. Yeah. Too many zoos. Z O O Z S. Would they have new material out? No, it's just the shit that I've heard from them is amazing dance music. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I do like it. Uh, and they, no, their collab no, no, no. with Frank uh, went. Uh, it has. It's not that dance no, music. I went like. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, uh, yeah. oh, okay. He's, I, I, I thought it was a, a, a neglectful side. Uh, oh. I've always said with Moon Hooch, which. Too many zoos falls in the same category. Yes, very of much so. Makes me want to dance like a dirty white boy. Yeah, it's it's good because I wouldn't like it if I didn't love it. Yeah, you're right. It's a weird statement, but you're it, right. It's not my cup of tea at all. Just because it has saxophones, I'm not into the sax. I'm into horns. <laughs> all right we we can acknowledge that <laughs> was, was, that, a, was that a pun <laughs> the the fart and waft yeah no that's just normal <coughs> dude shit <laughs> it's okay i farted six times over here and just tried not to bring any attention to it hoping that you two wouldn't smell it and i was okay with it <laughs> um okay so i got some new you have new music I, that you were I showing may. me earlier yeah Talk about the one. The one I really liked. Wastewalker? The other one. We'll talk about this whole since I talked about Wastewalker now. No! <laughs> Fine, I guess we'll talk about Waste like Wastewalker's still awesome. Um It's just you showed me the other one afterwards and I was like, ooh. I know, wasn't it good? It's so good. Um okay, so Wastewalker um put an album out called Funeral Winds. Mm-hmm. Um 
it's tech metal core. Yeah, it's yeah, no, it's 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 tech metal. Yeah. Um Actually, yeah, that's a shit. I forgot how the things. Te- it's it was tech released death, kind of. Yeah, okay. I can go with that. Um November 1st it came out. And it it's good. Uh at this point I've listened to at least half the album. Mm-hmm. Um, couple songs with you. And very techy. I love the rhythm changes. Sometimes I feel like in a tech band the rhythm is a very forced, painful thing. <laughs> yeah. And you can either be like perfectly dissonant like Mashuga, or you can be a little bit more rhythmic and kind of increase like the brutality with your rhythm changes instead of just do it because you can does that make sense kind of except for god mashuga is so punishing with their heaviness well yeah i, I guess that was a bad parallel yeah, cause because they fucking can they're... lay a groove into you and just destroy you well i was trying to just say that they're both trying to achieve super heavy mm-hmm. but um shit it's just the, I, think, I, I, I think you need to listen into to the moat into the moat have you ever heard them i've heard of them okay uh, whew, man i pulled that out of my ass uh that's you talked to me about them uh two weeks ago at work into the moat yep. no unleash the archers no it was into the moat definitely not i haven't thought of that band since regardless it's like a math band no definitely um but it was like painful changes. It was like blast beats out of like rhythmic parts that just, it was like, I don't know. I got what you're saying. I wasn't ever really impressed. And it didn't lend to the music at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Waste Walker. Uh, that plague wins. Is that the words I said? I don't think so. I thought it was like funeral winds or something. Funeral winds. Thank you, Frank. There we go. Check that shit out. Um, they also, when they're doing their, uh, some of their tech bits, they like have some cool riffage going with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a pretty bad job of explaining this band, but yeah, for being like tech, they do. They, they pull out some tastiness. Yeah. Tasty riffs, heavy heavy changes. We talked about the Cruel Hand show, and I think you want to talk about witchery. Oh, was that good? <laughs> In his infernal majesty's service. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's, Suck on those eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it's thrashy, blackened. Yeah, and it has a... More and more, I'm really digging the some a lot of these bands that are doing some of the black and sounds they're pulling off this very uh epic feel um with some of their we'll call it movements in their songs uh witchery was na- was nailing it in certain sections yeah yeah it was almost skeleton witchy with the changes mm-hmm. they were doing mm-hmm. with the new album that skeleton witch released where i think they really refined their sound they've matured matured I f- this was reminding me a bit of their last release. What was that? Apothic Gloom? Uh, ap- apothic. Apo- yeah, something like that. Yeah. Why? Melodramatic 
efficacy. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Sometimes so metal names still make me laugh. Are you thinking all the of into the combine? No, I just made that up completely. No, I'm off jumping the top back to. Bullshit. I'm jumping back to you thinking of me talking about. I remember you moat. saying that name. Into the moat. Yep. Crazy man. Like two weeks. Ago. I'll show you the band, and I never would have recommended them to no, you. No, not recommended. I remember you saying into the moat. A couple weeks ago. Like, okay. I, I'm thinking maybe. Two weeks ago. Hold on. Maybe he went for a trip somewheres. And he dropped something into the moat, <laughs> like his grocery shopping list. Because, you know, there's moats all over New Jersey. Tons of moats. But They're little moats. just like, fuck you zombies, you can't get past yeah. my moat. I've been digging for like in- two hours. That's my moat. Go out and <laughs> That's find my moat. There's, no <laughs> um, there's bogs. We have bogs here. <laughs> yeah. I was a huge fan of Witchery's blend of like monster references oh nosferatu yeah, yeah yeah and like the whole song built up to that like almost chant like like there's oh, i mean definitely thrashy yes no it's it, it's good <laughs> um i'm gonna god damn and there's too much music to buy yeah from what i believe they've been around since 97 let me check the wiki again posted the wiki up they're, I saw on the album it said 96. I didn't know if that was just referencing something or Witchery if they're actually... is a Swedish black and thrash speed metal band formed by the former members of Satanic Slaughter in 1997. Okay. The current lineup consists of guitarist Patrick Jensen and Richard... Richard Corpse. Uh, Rimfault as bass. Charlie D'Angelo... Oh, bassist. I'm going to stop butchering this description. <laughs> so, witchery. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Danny DeVito's in It's Always Sunny is about to marry that hooker. What is her name? Um, I just watched that episode. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> I literally watched it, I think yesterday. <laughs> the, she. She's. Roxy. Roxy. So Roxy, I think you. <laughs> she uh, seems like a, uh, like a like a prostitute. That's because she is. Oh. What's he say to her when he's like marrying her? Oh. You're the best whore I ever had. Like. <laughs> like <laughs> but I just love the. Him walking in. And they're like, oh, you that cannot be your girlfriend. It's not going to be for long. That's because, like, I plan to make that whore my wife. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> uh, uh, last one that I found for this week. Last new one to bring up is Domcraft. Yeah. Um, I think I've read. Bring on the fuzz. I think I read that Dom stands, uh, means power in. Oh my god, you just don't have this ready? Come on now. I have it. I'm, I gotta bring. I'm not on the links at the right time. I gotta get. That's because you don't post the links. Into, I do. Check my links. Yo, I look Check her, his links, yeah. I do it instantly. I bro, should have. Bro, yeah, because here, here I am on I my break. Like, it. Oh, look at this shit that he posted that he didn't put <laughs> links. Uh, 
yay, yay, yay. Oh. I am a freedom try, and try, try, try to lick so, water. So, Stockholm, Sweden. I made liquor water. It's really good. No. Try it. No. Please. No. I know you hate me for doing it, yeah, but try it. Yeah, I do. It. No, I will not condone that savagery. So, sw- well, it's already done, so. Here. So, uh. Why? Swedish. Because it's actually really good. It's not like $80 whiskey that I ruined. It's actually tasty you water. ruined whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> what all you right, did well, is you made, right. you made light whiskey. Thanks. You made the Coors Light whiskey. Congratulations. Right, no, no, no. You're looking at this the wrong way. I took a small amount of whiskey and made really delicious water. Because it's mostly water and ice. So I, I just took a, a small amount of whiskey and made water taste really good. Nah, fuck off. <laughs> or what you could have done is instead you could have taken that same drop of whiskey and just let it roll in your mouth a little bit. All right. Instead, no, you had to do that. <laughs> that atrocity. That bastardization. All right. Are you done scolding, Potsy? Later, we'll go back on this. I'll explain the very we'll separate hell that hell built to keep people like you. <laughs> So, Domcraft <laughs> combines Swedish Dom for judgment and craft for power. So, so, wait. Judgment power? Power judgment? I'm just reading the words, man. <laughs> you heard the band? They're cool. They oh, got, they're awesome. They got the riffs. <laughs> they, um. Yeah, they're pretty Doomstoner sludge metal. But they they got the riffs. They got like a sweet, like almost psychedelic sort of vocal style, like pulled back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and the riff sort of pulls you through the album. Uh, I put it on and I started like you know making lunch, and I was like, mm, not too positive on these guys. And then I finished making lunch, and they were still on my TV. So I said to myself, this has been pretty catchy the whole time. Mm-hmm. So. I think they're worth a, a listen if you're into Doom, Sludge, anything like down-tempo. Fuzzy stuff. Super fuzzy. Like a really, really nice, warm fuzzy if you got the right speaker set up. Sounds like garbage on your phone. <laughs> but it sounds real great through the speakers. I still like when we were listening to uh, uh, Mirker on your phone. And then you put it on the speakers, and I was like, oh, I kind of liked it through the phone. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like tinfoil and was, trash can lids. I was pretty upset with you when you said that. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> the, okay. The way I was reacting to him is probably the way you should have reacted to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if he likes his Coors Light whiskey. No, I just needed a glass of water, but I didn't. I didn't want to drink water. That was the problem. I mean, I... So he wasted I wanted, whiskey. I wanted water and I wanted so. more whiskey, but I don't want the worst hangover in the world tomorrow at 7.30 in the morning when we're recording right now at uh, 9 o'clock, almost uh, 9 o'clock. Shut up. I'm, <laughs> I work at 5. I'm damn near pissed drunk. <laughs> well, I came here on almost an empty stomach and have been drinking liquor nonstop, so... You have been doing that. <clears throat> <laughs> Speaking of, I'm gonna drink some more whiskey now because I had a glass of water and whiskey. 
There we go. All right, so are you happy I'll drink this one straight, no ice? How's Good. That? About damn time. Oh, goddamn man. <laughs> Bastard. What are you, Tom of whiskey? Tom of whiskey? Wait. Yeah. How we always yell, Tom. Damn, bitch. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, all right, well, let me keep we, this we train. We always yell, yeah. young Let Jamie. me keep this train rolling. Um, you finally listened to uh, Code Orange. Yeah, that's, yeah. Where I was, that's where I was going next. So, so ferocious. After the show last night, I came home and and the lady went to bed. So I was just trolling around the internet and I'm like, wow, I see a lot of people at shows with Code Orange shirts on. So I, that was as good as time as any. And then I realized how dumb I am. <laughs> like, Phil has mentioned them. A number of times. I couldn't remember his opinion on them. In other words, uh, I, uh, when I was buying my Full of Hell stuff, I saw that Full of Hell did a split with Code Orange. And I was like, oh, this seems like a good opportunity to... Kind of uh, blows my mind a little bit. I was like, this this seems like a good opportunity to to hear him. Phil's always going about them. And I was like, oh, my God. S- same thing. Like, this is so good. <laughs> like, it's, it's fucking How did it's I ferocious. sleep on that? Yes. Yes, yes. And that's why yes. it can do a, they can do a split together. It's like Law Dispute and the number 12 and some breakdowns had a baby. It, mm. It's, yeah, I was very pleased. Like, I definitely wasn't expecting what I got. Mm-hmm. Um, the dual vocals bouncing off each other. Uh, I watched a Hate 5-6 live set. Uh, it's just... At every point, the music videos, the EPs, and the full set. I was just like, this... Wrapping out of local territory? Hate 56? Uh, yes. PA. Uh, he, I think he's from Philly? No, he'd be from the 856, would be my assumption if the <laughs> name was... Hate um, five six. Let me check his Insta. I know he's at like every Philly show that exists. He probably lives in Philly because all artists move to Philly. But the point being, hate five six. I hate never. Five, six, um, that'd be the oh, you never made that. I never made that connect. Oh come on. Look, I'm a child sometimes, dude. <laughs> know how Lovecraft says that about humans? Like the yep. greatest horror will come when we correlate all things. That won't be a problem for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I still don't. Still don't get it. You'll you'll be in that glorious dark age he speaks th- of. I've been thinking this way the whole time. No. What, do you, what do you mean? No, that will be everyone at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I'm not even going there right now. Uh, all right. Um, I will because I was there today and you weren't. You dirty bastard. It was me and the guy that doesn't do the good work. <laughs> that was it on our six person team. That was, was me and that guy, and everyone else was out. <laughs> when I was uh, saying her with Code Orange doing a split with Full of Hell, that's they're both just. Have you listened to anything else of Full of Hell besides their collab with the Body? Nope. Oh, it's straight nasty grind, like with some noise elements to it at times. Like it's it's fucking aggressive as shit. Um, the, I'll check the desk once across uh, from Tom. Like, yeah, once we're done here, I'll put some stuff on. It's 
Yeah, it's so good. Okay. Yeah, I, I um really want to pick up the uh, body in full hell. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Yeah, you need. Have you listened to the full thing all the way through yet? No. God damn it! I just kind of oh. listen to the first like three, four, five songs. No. And then oh, you need to finish that. I can't listen to the whole album at work, Frank. Why not? Because it's I need motivation. Oh, it doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. As I said, um, when I was walking, I walked to my buddy's house for a shock on Saturday because I knew I would not be in a condition to drive home. It was an hour walk. So I was like, I'm going to listen to some Full of Hell. And I put on their collab with the body, uh, One Day You Will Ache Like Ike. And as I'm walking along down the road, the things I tend to notice are just like, ah, that street looks like it's gone to shit. Oh, man. That telephone pole's busted. Just, it points out all of the brokenness and the decay and things. No, I like that in that style of music. The dark mm-hmm. ambient uh, noise. That's not quite harsh noise. No, uh, and the body... That's that's bring... my line. Once you, I think once you take the next step in the harsh noise, I'm just like... I don't I'll, think I can really. I don't think you can. Get down with that. Um, I'll like. I'll also show you some like Mersbow, who's like or Mersbow. Uh, he's a Japanese noise artist who's like, fucking assaults your senses like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The more I kind of think about it, I don't know if I'm really, really into the whole. You like full... music to have noise elements to it. Yes. I still need something to latch onto. I think yeah. like what was getting me about the one that you showed me was that it's like actually just recorded machines. Yeah. Like being noisy and like, I get that at work, dude. Um, I need something to make it to give me more of a guidance, more of a, I don't want to say, I don't, I don't want to say I need more music. I know you're, that's not you fair. need, sh- you want a structure or like a no, rhythm. Um, not even uh, like what makes especially like no, I don't want to keep going back to flesh works because that's not strictly it because that does have a rhythm to it. Right. It doesn't need to have that. Um, I need more than than just what I'm being offered in that situation, I think. Like, I get it. I just don't know if it's for me. I got you. Like I said, the dark ambient stuff. Like, if you add more elements to it, we're fine. All right. Let me see if we got anything else to uh, speak about. We talked about Code Orange. I, I really slept on that. That's just... I feel like the both of us did. Um, like, technically the only reason I guess I revisited was because when I was buying Full of Hell stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still doing shit, right? I believe so. Um, I... I'd have to double check. I know they they were Code Orange kids, but then they turned into Code Orange. Code Orange. Right. I mean, 
uh, their wiki is of this afternoon, I think, since uh, whenever to present, 2008 to present. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, shit. Maybe they'll be at This Is Hardcore next year. That'd be awesome. I mean, because the uh, Hate 5-6 episode, episode <laughs> set uh, I watched was, I'm pretty sure, from This Is Hardcore. Oh, um, sorry. Things to, well, one of the things I want to mention been mentioning it like every week now but just in case people are forgetting at was it january 7th um is full of hell and turbot north full of hell and turbot north yeah 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 yeah. i think it's i think technically the headline i think it's entombed ad as well I'm mad as hell at my favorite artist for pulling a Sunday. So? No, oh, it's such a bullshit move. You're what? Pulling a Sunday. Who? It's okay. Oh. Uh, hey, you have to understand, these people like... I just saw a show last night, too. I mean, that's why I took a day off. <clears throat> I took Friday you off. You sons of bitches. I only asked for coming in an hour too late. Like... Okay, you. I got the day thrown at me. Yeah, so. yeah. Nice. Our, our bosses are kind of like, "Hey, I, don't make us pay you at the end of the year. Just take your days now. And yeah. We'll pay you for them." I got vacay days stacked up. Nice. Um, so I have to pass out by oh, the end shit. of the year. Hmm. Hey, Mike, you got you got a couple hundred bucks coming at you because you didn't use half of your ten days of vacation time. No. We get two weeks of vacation. Is that what they once said? Once we hit commission, yeah. So you got time coming. <laughs> look at, I just want them to be like, look at that guy. You you get a couple days of metal shows between now and Christmas and paid for the rest. Okay, so um, we got a show at the Court Tavern. Okay. One two four Church Street, New Brunswick, December eighth, ten dollars at eight p.m. Uh, and that'll fine. be Dusters, Gutter Snipe, Garland Green, Just, Weekday Slime, and Threat to Society. Sounds cool. And let's see what we got. What we got? Same place. Same flyer. Saturday, January 14th at 1083 West 37th Street, Norfolk. And that'll be... Hmm. It's a whole bunch of bands. Yeah, Applaud the Impaler, Nile, Descent, Time spent. To understand, Nile spelled N I H L. H I L. H I L, not N I L E, not the death metal band. Yeah. Time spent, accident prone, war realism. Yeah. Sledge, there's a couple other bands here, but they're doing that pile of sticks font. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to ask you. If you were reading from a website or if you were reading off the poster and how many of them you could actually read. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and right. I love you for laughing at me instead of yelling at me. <laughs> no. Why would I? 
And Philly Hardcore Shows presents Friday, January thir- or 20th at the Black Box at Underground Arts, 1200 Callow Hill Street. Jesus Peace, Absolute Suffering, mm-hmm. Vain, Departed, A Life of Torment, and Garland Green. I just saw that uh, flyer the other day. So these are all shows that we very mo- well may be at ourselves. Yes. So you guys should definitely get the fuck out and have some fun. And other than that, Frank? Um, I will say, in my search for some uh, possible, like, basement shows and whatnot, I came across this one, like, apparently venue. They had, like, a Facebook page, and it's a basement-style thing. And I was like, ooh. And so I was like, oh, they're going to have a show in January. And in my head, I was like, it's West Philly. So I was like, we're probably going to get some nice crusty shit being played there. Yeah. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> I started checking out the, some of the acts and it was if like, you wanted to, from what I remember about seeing crush shows is that you kind of got to go like mingle mingle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I'm understanding that now. Um, cause like these were like kind of what I would call like indie rock bands. And yeah, I was I mean, like, 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 like back when I was hanging out in Philly a lot, a lot, a lot, um, like shows were happening almost yes. daily and you just had to know who to tell you where to go. Usually at houses, mm-hmm. usually at those like party houses. So. <clears throat> but that being said, I think I see something. what you see? Something out of distance. Rapidly approaching, of course. <laughs> and that would be our destination. Well, stop the car. Don't pump the brakes. It's got anal brakes. You don't want to pump them. You just want to just slam on them. Slam, them slam the e-brake. Slam it. All right. It is now safe to undo your seatbelts. Good night, ladies. <laughs>